Hello, everybody. My name is Atoya Hodges, and I am sitting here with my two amazing co-hosts, Cassie Cox and Scott Sorensen. And today on Truth Reigns, which is being sponsored by the OX Society, we are here to just introduce ourselves, talk, and let you get to know each of us. We each have these amazing personalities and our own healing journey. And we're ready to assist you in moving forward. So, Chassie, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Chassie Cox, and I am a mom to five kids. I um, have been married for 13 years. I um, have been born and raised in the South, but um, have lived out West also, and I've had a lot of experiences in my life that I've learned from and with that I have started this healing journey and continue to heal each day and I feel like um, being a mother I can relate to a lot of you but also a friend and a wife and just being a, um, a good person so I hope that through this podcast that you guys can learn more about me and I can help you with any things that are on your mind today or things that you feel like you need to heal from or maybe you're not sure what healing is and that's why we're here to help you understand the healing process and how you can be the best version of yourself if you just show up. So yeah, what about about me? Right? Nice. <clears throat> I think as you were introducing yourself, it was kind of funny. I'm like, I am like, the opposite in almost every way of Chessie. I'm like, she's blonde hair. I have brown hair. She's a woman. I'm a man. She's married. I'm recently divorced. No kids. I grew up in a super high demand religion. You're a member of that religion. You know, it's like all these things that kind of my path and the healing I needed to go through um, or, or it's funny it's because kind of the antithesis of where you're at um, so that should make for some fun uh, conversation um, but I grew up on the west coast uh, currently living on the east coast um, but yeah that would be my, my, my healing journey has been um, you know thought everything was dandy for 30 something years and then you kind of wake up one day and things aren't the way you thought they were and um, so I've had to put a lot of time um therapy and research and all this good stuff um, into figuring out what the hell's going on and who am I and all that good stuff. So I'm happy to share my findings and learn more from both of you. And yeah, should be fun. Yeah, I agree. So as you both were talking, I know we decided we were just going to hop up here and just start talking and see where we were headed. And as you both were talking, I realized here recently, like, like you said, Scott, I've overcome some big hurdles, but the biggest thing that I have realized recently is that while I was healing certain parts of me, I was just pulling off a leaf off of the, the limb that I never went to the true, true root of the problem. And so recently I've been identifying that everything that I've been going through all stems back to my childhood, that every fear, insecurity, everything that I've experienced throughout my life is stemming from my childhood. And I've realized recently that my parents did the best they could based on what they knew in the place and the position they were in. 
And as a mother of grown children, which my perspective is the complete opposite of all of you guys, because I'm more of a spirituality person. I'm more of a, yeah, I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. I've been married, divorced, now married again. So it's like, we are definitely all the complete opposite. And I'm Native American, which really puts us like way opposite of a lot of things. But I think what I've realized is in this journey, as a grandmother now, I'm sitting here looking at my children like, holy hell, I really effed up their lives too. Not intentionally, I was trying to prevent everything that I dealt with in life to make sure my kids didn't deal with it. And what I realized I'm doing by not being, what I did was do the same thing my parents did only in different versions. And so now I think that's why we love our grandkids so much because we're like, oh my God, we know what your parents are about to do. They're about to F y'all up. So let us heal and nurture you because you're going to need that love and nurture. You're like another <laughs> shot. Here's it. And here's another redo. Let's try not to right. screw these ones up. Exactly. So for me, that has been occurring to me. So either one of you, how do you feel that your childhood has impacted where you are now? Okay. Um, absolutely. Yes. I had, um, had an upbringing, like I had a good childhood considering, you know, looking at the outside, but inside I had a dad who never said he loved me once. He still hasn't to this day. My parents have been married for 30 years, but, um, they're still married, but I struggled not feeling loved and not feeling enough for my, my dad. And then on top of that, I had a mom who had her own trauma and, She's amazing and she is still amazing. Um, but to this day, like I still struggle with um, some trauma from my childhood with her. I'm always trying to please her to receive validation. There's six kids in my family. So I had to find my place and trying to find my place. I was always people pleasing, which was pleasing her, which now I'm a people pleaser, sorry. Um, and so I struggled with um, some sexual abuse as a child also. And so I've become... Um, I've had to heal from that and to learn to forgive myself for that. And so my childhood led me to depression, anxiety in high school, anxiety from always people pleasing, not feeling enough, trying to seek validation. Um, and then on top of that, my um, depression stems from my family. My mom has depression. Um, I have depression. I have a couple of sisters who have depression also. And so with that, depression I've had to uh, work through that um, all stemming from childhood trauma so yeah here we are um, yeah. not fun um, mm -mm. yeah I it's interesting you bring this up now because I, I've actually recently um, it's like funny right it's like the thing you go to therapy for it's like the joke is like let's talk about your childhood. Cause that's where all your shit's at. You know, it's like, ha ha, well, let's talk about what happened last week. But really like, that is like, uh, I'm learning too, just like the way I was raised, um, you know, shaped me and how I react to people and what I think is normal and all that thing. Um, I, I would say actually interesting, Chessie, I, I just recently uh, picked up a book called uh, no more Mr. Nice guy. And it is totally about people pleasing. And it's just like, Good Lord, if like, I feel like somebody was watching me my whole life and read all my journals and then like wrote this book. I mean, it is like people pleaser 10,000, 
Uh, I was one of six as well. Um, I was, you know, the, the, the ADD kid loud and, and, and very rambunctious. And I think I, you know, try to get attention by, you know, causing damage. Um, and, um, you know, my dad was there, but not there. Um, and, and it is, it is interesting to, to look at, wow, like that's, that's why I'm this way. And then I think what, you know, this, this podcast and, and what other people can talk about is like, now we have the conscious choice of whether or not mm-hmm. you want to keep that thing. Right. Right. And so that's what I'm working through is like, okay, I don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like everything about me um, isn't bad. Um, but I'm like, you know, I look at, I look at like, I like to do service, but then I'm like, oh shit. Like that's, that's from my people pleasing thing. And I'm, I'm doing it to feel like I'm a good person. It's actually like manipulation, right? I'm not, I'm, it's not necessarily from, from a good place, even though I feel like I'm being authentic and, and I'm doing these things, but like I, I, when I moved here, like I put in like a concrete path for one of my friends and the whole time he's like, what are you doing? Like, like literally breaking my back for him. I'm like, this is no big deal. This is what I do all the time. This is fine. And, you know, I look back now and it's just like, no, that was like, that was me trying to justify who I am and, and try to man, try to show something and be like, Oh, look, but I did this for my friend last week. And so I'm definitely a good person. Like it's actually built out of insecurity. It's built out of um, not knowing myself. And so I do these good things, but um, a lot of times they're actually damaging to myself and the people I'm doing them for um, because they're not necessarily authentic. They're, they're, they're conditioned from a place, like you mentioned, Chassie, of, of lack from my childhood where I felt like I needed to figure out how to not make any mistakes because that was the only way I'd be loved is if, if I didn't piss people off and I only served them so then if they were happy, then I was allowed to be happy. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's a very recent discovery for me. And I am like crushing that book going through two or three times now. Um, and so it's, yeah, all this is right on timing. Nice, Satoya. Right. It's, well, like, it's, it's almost like the universe planned it. It did. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah. So this is when all the fun starts because the spirituality in me is like the universe did plan this and you're like hell no it didn't and it had nothing to do with it <laughs> it did no way I mean, it's like you can say it did but that doesn't mean it did there's literally no proof it's just it's oh okay God. that things are coincidences you know a a a white man flying around in a robe in space didn't necessarily have to plan this for us okay so can i touch on something scott said yeah. Is it Earlier. about the white man flying in space? No, but I love his comment on that. Um, so you talked about how you have to be conscious with your ways to serve now. Is this for me or is this for them? That's so crazy. You did say that because I've been in the same thought pattern the last couple of weeks. I'm like, I want to serve people, but am I serving people because I want to, to make me feel validated or am I serving people because I truly want to. And I have to say, I've come to the fact, like I figured out the last couple of days, actually I'm serving people because I want to and not to feel validation anymore. And so the people I am serving is out of love. 
it's love. It's not for me to feel the validation um, that I'm good enough for them. It's just the love that I feel for them because I care about them and I just want people that, you know, that yeah. are, you know, know that's, that's really interesting. Cause a few months ago, cause like when I left um, my religion, I, I fell into a complete existential crisis, completely lost my mind and, and gravity and didn't understand who I was and still putting those pieces back together years later. Um, but I went through a similar thing and I, and I, it's interesting. I originally, maybe let's say six months ago or so landed on, I love that part of my personality. Like, like I literally was like looking at my people pleasing and I was like, you know, when I make other people feel good, I genuinely feel good. And so I would, I totally landed on, um, <clears throat> like, maybe my purpose in life, maybe what gives me purpose in life, maybe my key to, you know, looking at planning the rest of my life, long-term happiness is like, dude, like, what if, what if I just like made everyone else's lives happier? Cause that's going to make me happy. And I even started doing this, like in my dating apps, I was like, y'all don't know dating apps. So get out of here. But I remember even saying this, like, I, I don't want to go on a boring date. I'm going to go on awesome dates. And I literally was just like, not dating to like get a girlfriend, but just like dating to go have fun. But really it was like to take them on a fun date. Like anyways, but I would challenge that chassis because recently now today, I'm realizing that that is really unhealthy for me, that it actually health and happiness come from the opposite. Um, for me where choosing yourself first and not being a people pleaser actually makes everyone else happier like you're happier mm -hmm. because you took care of yourself and they're happier because um you don't sometimes i think us as people pleasers we actually put pressure on these people we're serving because then all of a sudden they feel obligated to give back like we're giving mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of times it's a disservice right i think i think a lot of times examples are like going to the gym or not and it feels selfish. It's like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to leave my kids. I'm going to leave my husband at home. And he's like, well, I want to go to the gym. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, you go to the gym. But really what does need to happen is you're like, I'm going to the gym. And all of a sudden, like you're feeling better. You have more capacity. Your body is healthier. And all of a sudden your husband's like, I like this. Yes. Keep going to the gym. But it takes, it takes, it takes boundaries. It takes time. And so mm -hmm. I don't know, like I'm, I think especially how we were raised, Chassie, mm -hmm. we were very much conditioned to serve others before ourselves, Absolutely. especially as a woman, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. And so I think you got some work to do there. I don't know. I, 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 I'm still looking at it too, because I'm like, well, I want to be a nice person. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Um, yeah. And I feel that way too. I get that. Yeah. But I guess for me is I've, steps back you have to realize I was literally serving everybody everything every person you know what I mean like and my kids like my kids would come first and my husband but then it was like I was still doing all the other things so for me I've set boundaries whereas I feel like I feel happy about doing that service now there's a there's a definitely a boundary there whereas before it was yes to everything to, to, to continue the cycle of validation from them and now I'm like no I'm going to serve them because I want to right and so whereas before it was unhealthy boundaries for me um and so now it's it's a different for me the boundary is set what I need and it's not unhealthy where I'm at now so yeah that yeah. sounds like some awesome progress I would just like for me it was just like 
the 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 thing I heard in there was I'm helping them because I want to. But yeah. but I've seen in my life that my wants were conditioned and that I think my wants are my wants and they're not. They're actually someone else's right. priorities. And so I, I, I can't even comment, honestly, on what it would be like to be a mom. Like that seems like an entire different level of like service and self-sacrifice and nurturing. Absolutely. So like that yeah, I yeah. can't touch at all and understand. Uh, but in terms of like relationships, right? I was married for 13, 14 years. Like I know mm-hmm. what it's like to be a giver with a taker and and be like confused why I'm okay giving in a certain way and why they're not you know like I remember in therapy we, we would talk about like like you know 10 years into our, 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 our completely faithful marriage like hey why is it why does it feel like it's very clear that we all understand that I love you but it's not very clear that you know I love you and it's not very clear that you love me back like like why does it feel uneven um and so, yeah, it just, I don't know. I'm kind of on this, like the pendulum swing from being a people pleaser to like, screw all you, I'm going to take care of me. And guess what? The happy consequence of that is you'll actually be happier when you hang out with me because I'll be more of a complete person. So that, that's kind of yeah. where I'm at right now. Well, I'll change my word to choose instead of want. I choose. But see, that's what I'm saying. I don't even, I, man, I'm telling you. No, I get it. Real, no, I get it, Scott. I get and it. I don't even I'm know there. if it's really your choice. Be, I don't want to be an a-hole either, but also, like, like I guess what I'm saying is, like, yeah, I just, I I was right there with, like, I feel like my mind was right there with you because I've been through a whole, like, religion. Do I really believe this? This whole thing has come through my mind the past month, like, I literally went running in the rain a couple of weeks ago, just trying to figure out some questions about re- our religion. And, and our religion, by the way, is the Latter-day Saints Church, by the way, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. So that, if you're listening- Get that propaganda out of here. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I just want to throw that out there so people understand. And so I- I've For, had for, a us, lot of for us normies, that's Mormon. Yes, Mormons. Thank yeah. you, guys. Um, But I've had a lot of deep soul searching. And I- I totally get it because I don't want to be the asshole. I want to be the awesome person still, but at the same time, I want to say no. And at the same time, I want to say yes. So I guess for me, I feel like I have found my boundary that keeps me happy, keeps my mental health happy, and keeps me in, aligned with my beliefs and my beliefs, not what other people think. So did you just cuss? Yeah, I do sometimes. I didn't catch it. It felt so natural. <laughs> I didn't hear. I didn't hear the cuss. <laughs> well, let me tell y'all my perspective because it's completely different than y'all's. Okay. All yeah. Right. So please. for me, my perspective of I've always been a people pleaser because I the root of mine was abandonment and not and kicked out of my my family because I'm married outside of my race. So I always felt abandoned and alienated. So for me, I always people please because I wanted people to like me, right? Me wanting to help people and help people heal doesn't bring me, how do I say this? It, it, it's not what I'm looking to get for satisfaction, if that makes sense. It is so natural for me that it's not something that was pre-programmed into me. It just is something 
that I do because it just feels so natural. But what I have identified where I'm trying to people please people at is A, by overextending myself and knowing that I don't have time to do this. I This is really something I don't want to do. And I know that, but I still would do it because I know that would make them happy. Or B, is I would do it and I'm looking at things in life and it's like, oh, this amazing idea came to me. Let me go run and tell people because I want them to see how smart I am so they'll accept me. So my way of people pleasing, I think, looks so completely different than you guys because for me, I'm happy just being around people and just listening and learning And if there's things that I choose that I want to do that I think that would somewhat make you happy, then I make that decision myself based on that. But it's not a point to where now that I'm just doing things to make people happy like I used to. So that's how I kind of see it being a little different than you two. You set boundaries, though, too, you know, with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think it's all so fresh for us. Like I, I would imagine we think we're putting boundaries and we are, but I, right. I, I would, I would, I bet we're at 10% and we think we're at a hundred, mm-hmm. you know, like, based on where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would just say like, like we're all middle-aged and it's like, we have, like you're saying, like at the beginning of this, like we have not only our, our formative, formative years, which is like what shapes literally your brain. Then we have 20 years plus of, of, of taking action and conditioning those feedback loops mm-hmm. and those dopamine drips and all that stuff. So then when we, when we try to look at something objectively, right? Like, should I help someone or should I help someone? Our brain's like, well, when you help someone, you get a dopamine reward. So of course you love helping people, right? <laughs> and so it's like, it's just so tricky to, to like, mm-hmm. like the, 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 the hardest thing that I'm repairing from um, um, leaving church and, and becoming more atheist is learning how to trust myself again. Because I feel like that trust was completely brainwashed and violated by somebody else's agenda. And so when I would ask, hey, what school should I go to? Oh, well, guess what school I, I felt I needed to go to, right? Like, the church's school. Wow. Well, thanks yeah. God. Like what an amazing answer. Where'd that come from? Oh, I don't know. My entire childhood being told to go there. Right. Should I go on a mission? Right. Well, again, I pray, I pray, I pray. I ask floating um, bearded white man in a robe. And he says, it's hilarious. It's a hilarious visual. I mean, if you really think about what you really believe, it's kind of funny. There's like spaceman up there. I mean, he might have his own planet or whatever, but it still just cracks me up. Uh, I call him Sky Daddy now is like my favorite term. Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy, yeah. All right, um, okay. But anyway, so so I, I thought, you know, I look back at my life and I see all these times where I would look inward and really ask myself, is this something I want to do? And now 20 years later, I look back and I'm like, that was not me. That was clearly... <laughs> clearly somebody else's sky daddy clearly that was clearly like their sky daddy not my sky daddy that wasn't the Scott <laughs> sky daddy oh my you know? god and, and so then I'm, I'm just trying to be self-aware enough to be like oh shit is that happening right now again 
right? As I look internally, what exterior influences that I'm not aware of are happening. And that's what that, I mean, it doesn't really keep me up at night, but that's what keeps me up at night is like, man, are my choices really even my own, like at all? Um, I I say that every day, Scott, right now, like every (laughs) single day. So I totally understand what you're saying and where you're coming from. Because with, when you're healing, it's not an overnight thing like we just talked about. Like it, it takes time to refigure out who you are, who you want to be, and what that clear vision is. And I don't think that clear vision may always be even as right, right? It's just you're going to keep evolving and changing to what feels right with your intuition and what your body and mind tells you. And for me, like you were saying, it's like, is this really my choice? Is this what I was conditioned to well I'm asking that every single day now and every single thing I'm doing so I stop and I'm like is this me or is this what condition or is this what I really want to believe is this really who I want to be so um I'm sure a lot of people can totally resonate with that and understand what that feels like when they start uncovering and unwrapping literally their hearts and opening up and letting all that trauma go from their lives I still feel that, and I've been on this journey for years. I think Scott did an amazing job on um, on his Warrior Mindset course when he brought in the comparison of David and Goliath. And every day, anything that comes to me, and they've been coming at me hard recently since I went to that retreat and I just truly opened up and just they're coming at me so hard right now. I'm just like, can I get, I need a nap. Like, can you give me a break? Like just for a minute, like I I need to recharge. And I feel like every day I am David and whatever is faced in front of me, I have to be Goliath to get out. But I think the biggest difference is from where I was five years ago is I seen no way out. I was miserable. And I couldn't see any light. I couldn't see nothing. It was just darkness. I was miserable. Living in survival mode is miserable. It was, I was to the point where I just, I was suicidal. But now I'm willing to get up every day and be David and fight Goliath because I know once I move him out, the beauty that I see once I beat Goliath that day. Like when I beat him that day and I'm standing there and I'm like, wow, look at how I can see things so differently and so bigger and so brighter. I'm willing to fight every day because I see the other side. Like, it's just like how you look at grass. You know, if you don't water your grass, your grass is going to die and everything on the other side looks better. Well, now I'm on the other side. That's why I fight David or be like, I can't talk fight Goliath every day because I see the other side and I know it's free because I'm standing on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking care of my own. And I think that's been the difference for me. Yeah. Can I be honest? I don't remember the David and Goliath comparison I made, but I love it. I love what you're doing with it. And I'm glad that I shared it. Uh, I don't remember the inception. There's actually a really, interesting paradigm shift with David and Goliath. I think Malcolm Gladwell had a book called David and Goliath. And he, and he basically says that it's, it's a book about underdogs and it is basically that the underdog is actually the one who has an advantage. And this is actually what I kind of love about what you're saying is 
you know, you're going in and you're, you're, you're fighting these things as if they're Goliath, where you feel overwhelmed, they're much bigger than you, they're out of control. But um, what he talks about in his book is that David used a sling, right? And he talks about his, he basically, David brought a gun to a knife fight. Like, like Goliath showed up with his armor and his swords and his knives. And David, the underdog who should have lost, walked up and shot him in the head with a gun. Like he, he was actually the one who had all the power, but the, all the stories and all the social influence and everyone that's talking to you tells you you're weak and it's going to be hard on stuff. But what's funny is like, it's, it's a lot of times it's actually the opposite. And it's good to be the underdog when you're going into a tournament or, or a competition because your, your mental state is like, work hard. This is, I'm going to need extra push and all stuff. And first place is coming in. Like we're the best. We're going to make this happen because we're expected to make this happen. And you actually have a weakened mind state. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I love that for you that it's like, you're beating these Goliaths, but I would just say like, there's, you know, realize that when, when you say I'm, I'm David, you actually have probably like a lot of really good things about that, that like, and, and, and like, you know, at your retreat, like the, the stories you were telling the people you were meeting, like that's your David story is what attracted them to you. Right. If you came in as Goliath, they'd be like, well, this person doesn't need help. This person doesn't need counseling. But you came in as Goliath or David and they're like, here you go. Let me give you this. Let's hang out. Let me, you know, mm-hmm. so it actually was to your advantage to be David. I know right. different weird tangent, but I, I loved that book. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that vision. That that's, that's right on. Ironic, because I was sitting here, I'm like, wow, I'm spirituality, Cassie is religion, and you're atheist, so we have all three <laughs> right yeah, here, do. you know, yeah. and it's like so freaking cool, it's like, maybe that's our tagline, spirituality, yeah. atheist, like and that. religion, you know, um, so people can get all the viewpoints <laughs> from cool. our perspective, but yeah. I think, I think that opens up so many doors about why religion didn't fit with me and why spirituality does. And then I think mm-hmm. Cassie has the ability to talk about why her spirit or why her religion works for her. And I think we can just, cause I think what we're all seeing is at the end of the day, we're all one and we all just need the same thing. And it's just, people aren't seeing that in the world right now. People are just like, Oh, well, this is my problem. And this is how I feel. And no one else feels like this. And I think now we're sitting here like we got three people from three completely different spectrums of life who are all like, yeah, but we just all want to be loved and appreciated. Yeah. And it don't matter what you believe, who you are, where you're coming from, what you got going on, what you've been through, what you got to go through. We just want to love everybody in a good, healthy, clean way. And I just think that's the the key point i love nice. that exactly how i feel yeah. well i don't feel that way so <laughs> scott is not <laughs> anymore no listen no. No, he's got I, to bring the masculine energy he's got I love, the masculine yeah i love the, the kumbaya yeah I'm just, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just, yeah, we're bringing it, the, the, the trifecta, guys, we're crushing. Yeah. You said the kumbaya, you're not feeling the kumbaya? No, I, I love it. I just, I just, I have, I have a hard time attaching to like phrases like we're all one. Like, 
like what you know and, and 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 i love the idea of it but when you when you drill into it it's like what does that really mean because i'm more on the aspect of like and you know this is going to come across i don't care how it Go comes ahead. across say it say it, it i'm the only one like i'm i'm the only motherfucker in here right like at the end of the day like even even looking at the mirror by the time the light comes back to my eyes i'm already looking at someone else like it's just me it's just me in here and you know mel robbins who's five second rule love her she talks about like no one's coming to save you like like no one it's it's it is you you are responsible for you and your happiness and so but big asterisks is when you take charge of your own happiness and you learn not to depend on other people's happiness then you have capacity to to love everyone else right like it's it's to me it's the change of of that becomes the happy consequence not not the purpose Mm. and 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 i feel like for me right now and i don't know how long this will last but like really right now i'm just really realizing how important it is for me to focus on myself and then i just kind of have to trust that like and you know test it but i am starting to see that like as I take care of myself more, tell more people no, do more of the things I want to do, whether that's with someone else or not, and, and I'm forcing myself to do things by myself more because that how else am I going to learn? You know, if I got people around me, my people pleaser turns on. Oh, you want to go to that restaurant? Yeah, I go to that restaurant. But when no one's around, I'm like drawing blanks. I'm like, where the hell do I want to eat tonight? I don't know. Like somebody tell me what their preference is so I can do what, you know, because I'm a chameleon and I'm, I'm just learning that that we're all one, that, that chameleon where like I'll adapt to your energy so that you're comfortable. It's like a disservice um, to ourselves and to the person we're seeing. So I know that's not exactly what you meant by that and stuff like that, but that's the stuff I like to challenge right now is just like, we all are one in the terms of like, you know, look at the themes we all have, like definitely interlacing um, beautiful um, themes and topics and we're, 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 we're chasing different things. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're these, you know, we're all homo sapiens. We're these like hairless monkeys running around. And, you know, we're just, we're trying to be happy guys. We're monkeys. Did you forget that? We're mammals. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. I forgot we're yeah. mammals. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot. We got a, we got a frontal lobe <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, we can invent gods. No. Um, hey, can I challenge you too? Please. Oh yeah. No, that's why I'm here. <laughs> well, I want to agree to disagree because I agree with you. Like we are our own person. We are, we choose our own happiness at the end of the day. It's you versus yourself. It's you looking in the mirror. You're the reflection. But how would you have learned from Mel that the five second rule if you and Mel didn't align in some way and connect, right? So we're here as humans or monkeys, whatever you want to call us, to connect Hairless and monkeys. to learn. Hairless monkeys to connect and to, learn and to learn from each other and so that we can grow whatever the crap we're supposed to be here to do and to learn from, right? And so totally. I feel like I get where you're you're setting those those not harsh boundaries, but you're setting those hard boundaries for yourself because you're still trying to learn from yourself those boundaries and where you draw the line of people pleasing, where you draw the line of taking care of yourself and your health. And so, yes, I totally agree with you. Like I'm stopping a ton too. Like I have a hard boundary too, um, and learning from that. But at the end of the day, like we need people to connect to each other because. 
that's how we grow and learn too because if i was just out in a rock being a monkey yeah you, rock, you, like what am i going to learn from the rock right you can't learn from the, in a silo totally it, it's, right. it's it's the weirdest right. paradox right like mm-hmm. like again that like for me a big thing is like dating now and it's like i i i, I know i'm not like ready for like a real relationship but like yeah. how am i supposed to get ready for a relationship if i don't have a bunch of relationships Right. right. And so it's like, you, you right. have to like, you have to, you have to learn about yourself, like you're saying from other people, because they're the mirrors and like how one person reacts to you and then how you react to them. You're like, Oh, that's how I am. But like, that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't, you know, interacting with another person. Right. Right. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's totally this, uh, this, you know what it's, 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 like, it's like, we're all one, you know? It's like we're, <laughs> yeah. my idea, my idea. Yes, we're all one, but, but at the I end cannot. of the day, we're all here to learn and grow and okay. figure ourselves out. Totally, yeah. And learn I, would, I would, That would be a fun episode if we talked about like, because I think that is a great topic uh, that I'm interested in is like, what, is there a purpose? Does there need to be a purpose? Um, and, and, and just purpose kind of, of life. Big picture, yeah. You know what consciousness, um, you know, because I I love challenging that concept because it mm-hmm. it is a paradox and it is it's fun to dabble in, mm-hmm. and I think it, it touches everything else we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I love it. it. Absolutely does. And I'm religious, and she's spiritual, and you're an atheist. So together, that's gonna be a very and good. I topic. I want to be if I if you're gonna label me. Okay. Oh, I don't want to label you. <laughs> I thought you said myself. You're right. Yeah. Self-prescribed, but I would say I'm atheist agnostic, which okay. supposedly, okay. I mean, basically means I'm atheist until further notice. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I'm open. I want to learn. Like, pitch, pitch your theories. Let's test them, and I'm open to adopting them because I am. I am open to spirituality. I do have that feeling, like, man, there's something else going on. Feels like there's something bigger. Um, but I, I think, ooh, maybe we can end on this. I think it's a good one. Or Toya, you, you end it however you want. But I remember <laughs> thinking when I was like really in the middle of like God stuff, chassis, like like leaving kind of the Mormon God into like the Christian God into like the universe God and spirituality God and kind of going through like what what version of this do I feel and see and one of the things I remember landing on was you know what what, let's say there is a God whatever that thing is it's been around for billions of years it's created and destroyed all these things it's it's built us like the moment we define it the moment we give it a name, a gender, any description really, I think is the moment we, we, we miss what it is because, because, because I think it is, if that's the case, that it's this all knowing live forever before time identity thing. It's that's so incomprehensible. I feel like for us, and, and, you know, I feel like it would be an ant trying to describe you know, the planet, you know, it just, it just, I just think we're so far from removed from a spiritual entity that has lived for billions of years. I mean, we might live for 80, you know, and it's been around for eons and not to mention incredible power and knowledge. Like 
It just feels like it would be so far from our understanding that the moment we define it in any way is the moment we lose it because mm-hmm. we become, a, because we become attached to these definitions that can't be true. Right. Even, even just the fact that we would have to use English. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's the theory. It's true <laughs> and I know. Yeah. And when you say define it and like, but the, de- the defining part is that's where like in religion, it's like, that's what gives you purpose. That's what gets you through. Yeah. That's what it gives you the hope and why I'm mm-hmm. here. Like, because this life freaking sucks. It's hard sometimes. And like, yeah. I need more than just, there's nothing out there. Like yeah, I need more than my spirit says there is more out there. And my spirit is inside me is like, you're not going through all this crap for nothing, right? Like you're not living this hard life and your body people going through cancer and grieving and death and all this stuff for them to just be like, "Mm, they died and now I'm all And then you died. That's why I'm here. Yeah, and like, that's why I'm like, my defining moment is what actually makes me have hope and faith. And that's where like the religious part of me comes in because I'm like, I could, I got to be honest with you, like, I've been suicidal too, just like a Toya. And without mm-hmm. having that hope, I would not be here sitting here today. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the honest truth of you. So I yeah. love, I love your perspective though. And I appreciate you like mm-hmm. being yeah, open I, about I, that. I, I saw a piece of that um, through my existential crisis as well. I think there's, I actually think there are some really, and that's another topic I think I'd loved. I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with because I, I had a recent uh, depression spurt and I grew up never being depressed ever. Um, but man, oh, I got COVID. That's what it was. I got COVID like a month ago and had to sit in my bed for two weeks. And you can imagine me being still for two weeks. Nope. Just kill me, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I went into a deep, dark place. But like, I just feel like there's so much to be learned there. Like we're all so scared of it, but I feel like there are answers mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the trick is coming back out, but man, kind of learning to love that space um, mm-hmm. because it is, I mean, it, to me, that's what the metaphor of Gethsemane and the Phoenix, and that's what it means. It means like dying and being reborn over and over again. And, and, and that there's answers there. So I feel you, you know, nihilism, which is that um, the idea that there's just nothing matters right? That this is just, you live, you die, and that, you know, that's it. I mean, they've done studies, like, basically, anyone that's a nihilist isn't happy. Like, you just aren't happy without beliefs. Um, And so that's why I'm like, all right, I want to be, I like happy. So I'm going to be atheist, agnostic. I want to be like an optimistic nihilist. Um, I want there to be hope. Um, But, you know, I want that hope to be grounded in and something tangible. And, and that's what I, I love about you guys is, you know, you can have that faith that's, that's, you know, your, your spiritual tan tangibleness. I feel like you have like the spiritual tan- tangibleness that I don't necessarily have anymore that I'm interested in learning more about. Yeah. Well, for me. So on my viewpoint from spirituality, I don't believe that there's someone flying up there, white guy on a broom or. Hey, leave, leave chassis alone. I, <laughs> I agree with you. I don't believe my, mine, is, mine is native and he's got a, a, a tomahawk, but no. Oh, right, I'm right. What do we call him? Totem, totem pole daddy? Was that like yeah. racist? Yeah. No, <laughs> but anyway, no, I believe that, that when we tap into us, 
and we learn us and we start to trust in us and what I call the universe. I don't call it a God. I call it a universe. What I'm putting out into the universe comes back to me. So if I put out healing, love, affection, all of that, that comes back to me. And it, and in that process, I'm, I'm, I'm manifesting in what I want, but I do believe that the universe as spirituality, we are one with the creator of whatever is creating this world. So whatever that was, like you said, that creator, we're in tune with that person and we're living out our life based on what we're destined to be. So I don't feel like, I, I do believe that there is something bigger and greater because I've actually been seeing things that are bigger and greater, but it's me being in tune with being open and not worrying about the how, but worrying about living right now in the power of now not worried about what happened back then and breaking what happened in my past and not worried about the future just worrying about right now and how I'm going to get through right now by trusting myself as I'm going through these things so I can truly continue to get the power that is needed to implement what it is that I truly want that is my thoughts from a spirituality part i'm grateful i'm thankful i appreciate the wisdom knowledge and understanding i appreciate the downloads you know i appreciate how to say things right when i need to say it and how to be able to bring in the people that need and want to to be helped by me not because i well i do like doing it but not because that's what I feel like I should do it's just what is natural for me that's my gift like each of us I think have gifts and they evolve you know so that's my thought from the spirituality standpoint but yes I do think depression is huge to talk about because when you go through depression you open up a whole new oh yeah no that'll that'll be a fun to jump into because I was never experienced it never really had that in my family and really I was totally in the camp of like well just be happy like guys it's a choice like just get out of bed just get out of bed and smile more like why are you sad Um, so yeah you go through some real depression you're like oh not a choice this is wrecking my universe how to stop yeah no that would be great (laughs) 